Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Here we are in June and if you're outside already, you're seeing a beautiful, beautiful day. Seems like most of the smoke is gone. Um, gorgeous morning out there. The sun is out nice and warm. I was sitting outside just uh, having a little coffee earlier this morning. Beautiful. Enjoying. Did uh, did some planting yesterday. Um, I got my garden boxes going. Uh, it was sort of an impromptu thing. My son and I were out going. We we're just uh, doing some stuff at, at the store. And then said, hey, we should get our, our garden going. <laughs> so all of a sudden we're, we're running around getting everything going. And uh, we planted a whole bunch. We did four veggie boxes. So looking forward to to seeing that. We got a bunch of tomatoes, seeded some lettuce, radishes, and all kinds of fun stuff. Mint, tomatoes, ah, a little herb garden. So looking forward to that. Haven't done that for a couple of years. So it was uh it was it was good. And uh yeah, lots of fun. The perfect day to today to get out, do some gardening, and the garden center is jam-packed full of stuff and i have terry kemper with me and he is in charge of the tree lot and perennial section down there at the garden center good morning terry hey good morning merle i don't think you have one square inch left no, um we are pretty full indeed um so yeah <laughs> actually it looks great though yeah yeah it's just um i i flipped on the on the one camera that i used to check the sprinklers and stuff and and I sent you guys a picture there this morning. I just I couldn't help it. It just looks so good. I just straight rows going everywhere. And uh, I just I texted you guys a picture. I said, "Man, does it it looks so good?" So yeah, we have and, a we have a great team out there this year. So yeah, it's looking really really nice. Yeah, unreal. Like it's uh, come together perfectly, and we're getting blessed with great weather. So yeah, get out, enjoy, um, and. Uh, and Lisa and her team over there in the annual section, they have a fresh shipment again coming in this morning. And I really like what she's done this year. She's she's just staggered the shipments. She's almost getting just a smaller shipment every other day. Just sort of just keep filling, filling, filling. So always fresh stuff coming in. Lots of big hangers arriving today. The big proven winner. Um, the big, um, what's that one? The Vista, the bubblegum Vista that everyone oh, yeah. loves. Yeah, if you just want an instant pot, you just take that thing, and if you have a, your pots out in the backyard, um, fill it three quarters of soil, pop that thing in, fill it in with soil underneath, and you're done. It's like you you, you got an instant pot. So if you're if you're looking for that type of thing, um, hit the garden centers, and you'll and you can just uh, yeah, you get instant instant flowers. So anyway, so. I was just telling Terry just before you jumped on there. I was uh, did a little bit of gardening yesterday. I was uh, as this sort of <laughs> impromptu. I was at the garden center in the morning. And then we just finished up doing some stuff. I was cleaning up, and then uh, we were just driving. And then I said, "Hey, we should get those garden boxes going." So <laughs> we wrapped around and filling the soil, seeding, plotted some plants up. So, anyways, that was nice. It was good. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. Uh, it's it actually, good, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, well, we kind of had a spot in our yard because we moved into a new place. It kind of had this area that we're tr we're struggling what to do with it, and and it's kind of a it's a bigger area, and so we just so we we actually turned it into a garden. We got a little potting potting table, 
we got our boxes so it's going to be our like our veggie gardening area so yeah it was this sort of come together like in the morning it wasn't planned and then Right. All of a sudden, in the afternoon, we have a garden area. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a good point for people that struggle with, you know, um, bad soil. Uh, yeah. Uh, if, if you're fighting nothing but, you know, problems, you've tried things, um, raise it up. Go with the raised, you know, small raised bed or raised container uh, on like the ground. That, Terry, you raise it up. That could be a whole section at the store. Raise it up. That's there we go. Raise, yeah. raise, raise it up go. garden section. <laughs> I think you just ingrained in me now that, yeah. Yeah. We it, we it up anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, no, and again. Awesome. We'll have to, uh, you have to take some pictures of that. And absolutely. It's informed of its progress. We'll share some stuff. And yeah. again, just, uh, just want to thank all the listeners and everybody who comes in. Um, making a point of saying hi to Terry and I and and our team down at Spruce It Up, and uh, that listen to the show, then come down and visit, and uh, uh, we appreciate it. And and don't hesitate to say hi. I um, always love uh, chatting with whoever comes down and uh, yeah, absolutely and say hi. And if we can help you out, that's awesome. And uh, that's that's the fun part of our job. We get to meet so many great people. We're fortunate to work in a industry where we're where we're doing good stuff we're not dealing with clogged drains like a like sometimes if you're <laughs> yeah. a, a plumber or a prayer guy always <laughs> dealing with uh, yeah so Misery, we're, we're fortunate yeah, yeah, yeah very we're lucky, on the other so. end of that <laughs> absolutely and if you are out at whatever garden center you're doing your stuff whatever you're buying in this heat it's gonna be 28 today Water it really well before you plant it, and then do that deep watering that Terry and I always talk about. Put the hose on it, that small trickle, a um, couple hours, just so it soaks down nice and deep into your into the soil, into the root ball. And Or if you're planting trees, the tree bags are great. With the zipper, you can just move them around or get a couple of them if you're planting a few trees. It, it's such a great way to water your tree, and you're not wasting water. So um, super important when you get uh, this time of year yeah, and when you're planting, we're heading into some heat and looking at the forecast, June looks like it's going to be pretty warm. And if you deep water your plants, um, you're, they're going to do phenomenal because that you're going to use the whole root ball. It's going to get going. If you're only watering the top part, again, I know we've talked about this a hundred times, but you're only going to use part of the root ball to get going. It has all that big foliage up top. And so you want to ensure that you're you're just deep watering. So super important. Yeah. And I, you just you touched on the uh, the tree bags there, and I can't promote those enough. I mean, we almost should sell one with every tree because um, a lot of people get kind of kind of nervous about you know how to properly water the tree, and it just takes all of that nervousness out of the equation. Um, wrap a tree with, um, around the base. Uh, tree bag around the base. You can even add your fertilizer inside the tree bag, your 105210. Um, yep. It'll percolate, trickle through, and it just, yeah, is, uh, it's, a, it's a very simple thing, but it's it does quite an excellent job of um, just making sure that those trees have those good deep waterings. So, yeah, because it's the size of a pot or most pots. So you think that yeah. thing's full of water. All that water is going to slowly percolate down into the root ball. But that's where your trees survive. When you see someone's trees, thriving and yours are kind of small leaves struggling and don't survive the biggest thing and is this that water and water is expensive too i know when people with the city we get charged in and out so 
um, for the sewer and stuff <laughs> on whatever every ounce of water you use. So you want to use it conservatively. You want to make sure that uh, you're not wasting it because it is expensive too, and uh, and get it into the root system and and it's it's perfect there. The tree bags are great. The soaker hoses. I keep hearing that on the radio. Hey, where are soaker hoses? People asking for them at the store. So it's it just those are great. Just good, efficient watering ways, and uh, and without wasting the water. Nothing worse than seeing the sprinkler going and half it's running down the street. Yeah. And, uh, so never anyways. get So you loaded up with uh, you got unbelievable roses in um, this last week, and all the hydrangeas are just budding out. So um, the next couple of weeks are just stunning in, in people's gardens right now. Cause you'll see a lot of the, a lot of the hydrangeas are going to start budding. The roses are budding up for people and this heat will get a lot of those things blooming beautifully. Oh in yeah, garden. absolutely. Yeah. As soon as we get that heat, that's what, you know, that's when plants, you know, really start doing their thing and, and taking off. And we seem to be having plenty of that. So um, we've got our, uh, hydrangeas sort of divided out between the, the paniculatas, the ones that um, uh, bloom on old wood. So those yeah. are quick, quick fire types. So right, those are right at the very front of the tree lot. And then just a little bit beyond that, under the shade, um, we have the arborescence or the smooth type. Those are the ones that do better with just a, a more limited. Uh, if you've got a, a space that's more limited in light, uh, they do really great for you. Uh, the Incredibles, um, the Invincible Rubies, all of those types. So we make it pretty easy to uh, <clears throat> to decide, you know, which ones you're, you're looking for. We have done the work and divided those out for you. So, And they're looking fantastic, yeah. I don't remember a time when um, this early in the season they looked as great as they do. So I think we'll be getting some blooms on them earlier this year than we have seen other years. Actually, and then around the city I've seen some cranberries blooming already a big high bush cranberry most of the apples and that have already come and gone it, it's too bad it's so quick hey eh? like in yeah. Calgary, it just and this year it was a beautiful display like this so there's lots of pollination that happens so we should see some good fruit on a lot of our trees so right now again if you have those big apple trees that were full of blooms ensure that they get that deep watering again because they're going to need that moisture to produce that fruit so if you're if you're looking for a bit more of that you got to ensure that you're watering as well but uh what a beautiful display of of blooms that we had uh for a couple of weeks there it was it was awesome and uh sort of the next ones we'll see um and you know like at the store we're just our tulips finally came up they're on the <laughs> east side of the yeah because uh, there had been of a shady spot not really shady but they get the morning sun and they're along the along the east side of the of the annual house, and but it looks great right now. Like all the all the itopenies are popping up, the the tulips are blooming. So it's uh, we're a little bit late on that part, but man, it's looking good. Yeah, it's filling and, in. It's looking real good. Yeah. So in your garden, you should start seeing a lot of that stuff, and <clears throat> and and for. Most things should be up by now. So if you planted some stuff and it isn't up, I think for the most part, everything should be popping up. And if you had some dieback, don't hesitate to cut them back, rejuvenate them. And so that way you're not going to waste that energy. It's going to try and revive that old wood. 
if you have some nine barks, I was walking through with one of our the our green it up crew out on a project, and that we had unfortunately a bunch of nine barks that had died back. So I just said to him, let's just cut them all down to about six eight inches, even them up, and in that way the plant won't waste its energy get trying to relief into that old wood. All that energy will go into new growth, and they'll just spur up. And plants need that once in a while. They just need a rejuvenation or Sometimes if they get some winter kill up top, you just got to prune that off and and the nice growth will start. And if you want to join Terry and I, phone lines are wide open, uh, 403-974-8255. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll take calls, texts, all that fun stuff. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yesterday, man, the fluff in some of the areas was going like crazy. And uh, so we're getting a little bit of pollen going, but uh, hopefully we get a bit of wind. And uh, I'm glad we don't plant those anymore, those big cottonwoods. Man, the amount of fluff is crazy. Yeah, but uh, crazy. especially if you're in the older areas, you get uh, you get. I always I always have memories of that when I was a kid. You'd go to the zoo, and it was sort of always in June, because you would always do your last year sort of summer field trip, I guess, before when you're in elementary or whatever. Right. I just remember that's whenever I get the fluff, I always get a flashback <laughs> of the of the of the zoo for some reason. I don't know why. That and down at Bonas Park. So. Anyways, it is fluff season as well and pollen <laughs> season. So, uh, but that's the stuff we have to live with. And we got uh, quite a few callers already. So, we're going to head to the phone lines. We're going to go to David. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning. Uh, just, uh, you know, funny talking about watering trees, I should have spoken to you about five weeks ago. I planted a prairie skyrise aspen, just a small one, about five weeks yep. ago. And I thought I was watering it properly. I'm obviously not because I'm noticing some of the leaves are turning yellow. So I'm wondering, am I over-watering or under-watering it? Um, it, does it? Is it wilting first and then going kind of yellow? Because it, it, they do go, if they dried out once, they typically will go yellow. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, Hard yeah, to say usually they go first, crispy too. Out, I, yeah, no, I'm just looking up now, and it, there's a lot of greenery going right from the base right up to the top, about uh, eight feet sort of thing. But I'm seeing yellow uh, quite a bit at the bottom, and then some just kind of going right up to the top too. So I can't really say that they were wilting, but just okay. Going and how much are yellow. you watering it? Uh, see, I should get one of those bags you were just talking about. Um, <clears throat> you know, a watering can about seven liters, uh, doing that every other day. Okay, that's gonna be that should be perfect. I think yeah. you're probably just getting a bit of transplant shock. Um, some of the leaves are just going a little bit on you. So I, I that if you're doing seven liters every other day, I think you're good. But just pour it in nice and slow, or Ooh, like even okay. I've seen some people just get even like a five gallon pail if you have an extra old one at home and just drill yeah. small holes in it at oh, the brilliant. bottom, like around your tree, and you can fill that up a couple times and it can soak in really slow that way. It's just For something sure. when you pour it on, you know, it it just ends up going too far away or if you water too fast so just soak it in nice and slow and then you should be good 
That's probably it. I, I do recall seeing a little bit of runoff to the side sort of thing, so I'll just do it a little bit slower. But, yeah, because uh, you're just saying you, if you plant that if it's a five-gallon or or tree or 10-gallon, like you're digging um, down 20 inches sort of thing, 18, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, I mean, it's big enough I could, I could sort of load it in the back of a truck myself. I'm not yeah. really sure how big. Yeah, Absolutely. But, yeah, so it's probably a 10 or 15-gallon. But you got to yeah. get the water all the way down there, right? So I'm glad you're, you're trying to get what I'm saying. So, And that totally. should definitely help your tree. Just slow trickle, get that water in, utilize that whole root ball, and then that tree can just transition beautifully into the new spot and get going. And those are those are neat uh, trees, the sky, the, the rocket uh, or the sky <laughs> aspen there. Yeah, yeah, for the sky rise aspen. Yeah, I've never seen <clears> it before, but it's, it's it's got full leaf right from the base right up to the top. Which yeah, really and that it ended up being it was it just um I'm trying to say this properly. It was sort of a it, it just it did it to itself. It was a it was in a field of aspens, of columnar aspens, and then the prairie sky was just, there was just one it it changed its own genetics and it just went really skinny and then straight up like that. Like the other ones right. are always a little wider. So this yeah. was so they they did it and then they took kish, tissue culture from that one. And they produced a whole new um, variety. So man, that's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's look, it's, and it meant I. That's yeah, awesome. Even in the five weeks, it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. I'll make sure I water it slower. Yeah, the slow deep watering, then you'll be good to go. Thanks, David. All right, let's go to Louise. Good morning, Louise. Oh, good morning, Merle. How are I'm you today? calling you from Jarvis, Ontario right now. Oh, wow. Awesome. How's yep. Jarvis, Ontario? Uh, yesterday was very, very windy. Uh, but the weather's been great. I'm from Calgary. I just came here to my daughter's. And oh, nice. she's planting tomatoes. And there's two kinds. She planted 126 tomatoes last Holy. yesterday. And, but two of them, she can't get two kinds. One is called... San Marzano, and the other yeah. is Rapunzel. Do you know of yeah. them? Yeah, we have both of them at the store. I you planted do? four Rapunzel. Yeah, because I had so many people asking for Rapunzel last year, so uh -huh. I had our growers. We grew extra this year. Now we got lots. So, we, so if anybody oh. is looking for Rapunzel, we have quite a few of them at the store. Um, okay. But I, I won't be able to get them to you in Jarvis, Ontario. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no! But I realize that. <laughs> No, I but don't. I might be able to try it at home where I live. Uh, yeah, How because, about the other, the San Marzano? Yeah, we have those as well. You do? I seen those yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Well, I won't be coming back until the 16th of June. Yeah, we, we had quite a few, so we, we could probably get a good chance. We still might have some. But the so Rapunzel I, is, it's very, like, it's like the nursery rhyme, like where her hair drapes over the yeah. castle. So these, the, yeah. the, the, the tomatoes cascade in a big, like a big grouping, um, and they're a cherry tomato. Yeah, so we do have lots of, and this the tag doesn't have a picture on them. The ones we have at the store, they're they're in a white. They have a white tag. So if anybody's looking for Rapunzel, okay. I know because last year I couldn't get enough of them, and like I said, this year we got tons. And would there uh, be any way I could ship anything like that out here? Um, it <laughs> would it would be lot. tough. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. The shipping would cost. Oh, she well. should be able to get the seed though somewhere out there. What that's what she's trying. 
is Jarvis near London, Ontario at all? No, no. Jarvis is between Hamilton, Ontario and Port Dover. Okay. I was trying to think because I know a couple guys that have a garden center in in London and uh, Hemans. I was going to say you could probably check him out. Um, or Sheridan, if she's near any of the Sheridan Garden Centers, they're one of the bigger ones out that way. They might be able to help her out. Sheridan, I wonder where they are. They have oh, a wow. beautiful spot. Or if you're if you ever go if you're near London, if you're ever going through there, stop at Hemans Garden Center. It What's uh, the they, name of they it? do Hemans, Heman, and they actually have Heman? a strawberry and ice cream stand and they make their own cider and their own strawberry oh, okay. sundaes they're kind of okay. famous for that so anybody yeah. listening if you're if you want to go to an awesome garden center when you're out that way stop at humans oh, okay. and uh well i we'll bought a, a beef steak tomato from you on mother's day and just before i left last tuesday i had a tomato on it so i took a picture oh, wow. of it <laughs> and i'm awesome. hoping by the time i get home it'll be bigger <laughs> it should be getting close all right, yeah. well, enjoy your trip okay, up there, Louise. You, and uh, All right, and enjoy. And take, I'll let her care. know. Thank you very thank much. You. Bye-bye. Yeah, those uh, tomatoes, you get those sought-after ones, eh, Terry? And, uh, like, I can't – and I went to get one of my sun gold, and there was none. Um, they've already been uh, taken up by everybody, but that's okay. I, I got a pack of seeds. I'm going to try seeding one and uh, and start that way. So might take a little bit longer, but I might be okay. Yeah, I need to drag a couple tomatoes home and poke them in some pots. <clears throat> haven't done that yet, but I need to. <laughs> Absolutely. Plant them nice and deep if you're getting a tomato. And a lot of times they are a little bit taller in the pots right now at any of the garden centers. Just <clears throat> bury them about halfway, pull the bottom leaves off, bury them nice and deep, and then you'll be good to go. We got to take a break for the news. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and uh, Terry and I, I actually, we just noticed where we are in different locations. We actually just answered someone's text the exact same way, um, <laughs> which is perfect. And I was going to mention this, Terry. Um, caterpillars, getting lots of calls, seeing lots of caterpillars around, and uh, maybe you want to let people know what to use on those, Terry. Oh, Terry's not there. Hello? Let's actually, I would use BTK, and it's a great product. It's a bacteria that once it's sprayed on the leaves, it's ingested by calipers, it, caterpillars, it does them in. So, that is a great product that you can use for all of your uh, if you, when you're starting to see lots of these caterpillars or small worms on any of our trees and shrubs right now. And I think. It seems to be, it might be a caterpillar season. Like I said, we're seeing a fair bit of them right now. And people are uh, sending pictures. They're starting to get in, eating the leaves, things like that. So let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Hi there. How can we help you? Um, I have a small uh, garden in my backyard. And yeah. uh, it's like a raised one. Uh, anyway, I was moving the soil around. I just have an infestation of ants, and I, I don't know what to do to get rid of them. Uh, plus, I have a pet dog, so I don't really want to be using anything that he can get into. Okay. Um, we we were chatting with uh, our the guy, who, and I'm, I can't remember his name. Sorry. I think it was Richard, I believe, our ant hotel guy. 
So if you get a big nursery pot and if you have that full of soil and put a lid on it, and then you put that right above the the ant hill or in that planter, a lot of those ants will all move into the pot. And then you can just carry the whole thing away. Either that or you gotta dig all the soil out and and do it that way if you don't want to spray it with anything. Oh, I did dig all the soil out, but okay. I just it's just it's an infestation. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, without spraying it's like I said that ant hotel does work really good if the ants are still there. So when you dug it out, did you dig a lot of the ants away? Yes. Okay. Where that where that was the hill inside the pot? No. Or inside your planter? I'm no. not. <clears throat> I'm not sure where it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you can find where that is, because same similar thing, they like going up there because it's nice and warm, and typically they will leave once you start watering it. So if you had watered that planter really well. Uh, the ants will leave too because it's uncomfortable and wet. So, but when it's dry and warm, that's perfect conditions for ants. Okay. Is it okay yeah. to throw more soil in and start planting? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But again, once you start watering and doing all that, you should be totally fine. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. And is Terry back there? Yes, I'm back. All right, there you are. Sorry, I was just, uh, something no happened with my connection there. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We, uh, I was just saying that we had answered that same uh, question the same way. We're starting to get, starting to see caterpillars a fair bit. So, and uh, getting lots of callers and and things, people asking at the store. So the BTK is is a great product yeah, for the way to go. Yeah, dealing with those things. So. Yeah, and you'll probably and, start uh, seeing them even on, you know, things, not just trees, but perennials too, like your delphiniums. Um, you want to use that same product on them. Um, they Basically, it's a bacteria. They, you know, um, ingest it off of the leaf, and it sort of does like their digestive tract in and, and, and wipes them out. So um, it's, just a, it's a natural uh, bacteria, but it's in a small little bottle. You dilute it, and it works fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Where are we at for time? We got some time. Let's go. And we already did Mary, I think, right, Renee? Okay, we'll go to Christine. Good morning, Christine. Hi. Um, Hi there. I, How can we help you? I I have a problem. I um, my neighbor's cat uses my bath, my garden as a bathroom, mm. and it's it's pretty yucky to go out for your morning coffee and you have this yeah. we have a product called skedatter it works pretty good you sprinkle it in and we have a couple of herbs that smell um okay. or you have to get up earlier than the cat and you and you go there with your hose and you give it a little spray <laughs> uh, i've tried yeah I've tried spraying the cat when I've seen it, but yeah. it still comes back. What what herbs are good for? It, it's a type of coleus, and it they st it smells, and it actually we we have it at the store right now. One's for dogs, one's for cats. Mm -hmm. And you put it in there, and you you plant them, and it smells really awful. The cats don't like it, or the dogs. What well, what about for us? 
No, it, it's not bad. Like, you can, if you get real close, you can smell it. Like, I, I have a concentrated area of it at the store, so when you walk by, you can kind of smell it. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not, like, offensive. Like, if it's in a smaller area, it just uh, is yeah. more for the animals. They have a, they have a higher sense of smell than us. Uh so you say it's it's a co- a coleus. Yeah, what, it's a type of coleus. Yeah. Would would it be good in a very sunny garden? Yeah, it'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, okay. it would do good. Or or we also have a product that is called Skidatter. It's a herb based product, and you and you mix it into the into the soil, and then the cats stay away. Okay, okay. The only thing I can think of worse in my garden is the smell of a skunk, but yeah. Yeah, no, and it's unfortunate. Cats, again, like they like the same if it's dry, so maybe maybe just water that area a bit more. Um, yeah. And maybe if you're, if you're planting in there, they'll stay out because it'll be wet and it won't be as comfortable to use it if it's a little bit moist mm-hmm. or put bark mulch down or something that, that might help keep them away. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys, and you have a good day. You as well. And one other thing, they have a motion-censored sprinkler that you could always fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> it's a good burglar alarm, too. You have it by the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot, Thanks, Christine. Guys. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, Terry, any other things that you would do for cats? Yeah, I've had the the joy of gardening with cats um the the best thing i i did was just get them uh in the habit that you know anywhere they dug in my yard um i just would cut out pieces of chicken wire lay them underneath the mulch and so they'd start to go digging and they'd hit that chicken wire and um they very quickly you know figured out that um my garden was a great place to hang out yeah go somewhere else yeah yeah no it's uh, that or get the Get a dog or something, and dog <laughs> borrow um, borrow someone's dog to motion sensor. I like the motion sensor uh, sprinkler idea. Yeah, no, they work good. Like you said, it's also good for uh, um, good burglar alarm. So you have it sitting there waiting. So if someone comes through the gate, they get blasted. <laughs> <laughs> Unwanted visitors. <laughs> no. Anyways, where are we at for time? We better take a quick break. And when you get back, if you want to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. We got one quick text here, Terry, and it's sort of, it's it's this one says, so sad to see my crab apple half dead. I'm guessing it's a rescue, and she's asking us to, to have a look it is sandy soil next to a stone wall but when i look at something like this i look down at the root and it's there was physical damage done to it looks like a broken limb couple stubs um in years past so i just think and it finally catches up with with some of these trees and it just looks and unfortunately it's it's planted in in a hard spot Mm-hmm. Um, right up against the wall, it has that great big bed, but it was looks like just physical damage at one time. I'm seeing that a bit too. I, there's a big pear tree in our neighborhood where they pruned it early in the season, and half of it is not leafing out; it just budded. 
and it just again this is just physical damage from years past um and, and if you look underneath the drip line you can see where the soil is still really dry and the soil's moist further out so that could just use maybe a bit more water try and push it to get going any other thoughts on that tree terry it just looks unfortunately you might have to prune half of it out and if it doesn't leaf out maybe rage plus it give it a few buckets of rage plus that has been known to push things when they're stuck like that any yeah thoughts? Definitely, definitely the rage would you know <clears throat> um would not be a bad idea at all uh, I'd be interested to know what they've done on it, you know, fertilizing and watering-wise, too. Like you say, yeah, the, around the drip line. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty dry under there. So, they, uh, yeah, they could do, looks like a little bit more water. And um, the nice thing about uh, Rage Plus is, it, you know, it does help plants do what they're supposed to do. So, if you've got anything that is struggling and just isn't 100%, uh, oftentimes it can help push because uh, it looks like there is some some new growth there on the, the yeah. one side. It just is just isn't quite coming out. Yes. If, so if I'm looking at the picture right, so yeah, no, I'm kind of looking at the same thing. So I, yeah. I I think we're on the same track there. So basically, give it good watering. Hit it with a couple buckets of Rage Plus. Let's see if we can force it go to get going. If not, maybe give Mark a shout at prune it up. Maybe come in tidy up a bunch of the dead dead wood out of it um there's been a few stubs left on there so it's just a little bit of pruning um should be done and then you should be good to go and uh yeah that would be that's about it on that one and i got another one i'll do really quick here on the on the text um and this is for shelly from calgary so you have one with red bark and that is an amir cherry and then the other one, and the leaves turn burgundy. That one is a Schubert choke cherry, and she's just asking if, um, if if it's okay to prune off a couple branches. It is. Just be careful if you're cutting off those bigger branches. Take them off in like sections of three. Um, take the first part off, then work your way down to the main trunk, and then you just want to prune it a, a centimeter or two away from the main trunk. Don't want to leave any stubs on those. With bigger trees like that, it might be worth getting an arborist in. You just, they look like they're in great shape. You just don't want, they don't like stubs or improper pruning. Um, they're very open to disease and things like that. So, especially the Amir cherry, and it looks beautiful. It looks in great shape right now. So, it looks like it could be, could use a little bit of pruning. There's lots of little crisscrossing branches up inside it. So, I would uh, maybe have a, someone come and have a quick look at that. The one with the bronze bark is a Amir cherry, and the other one is a Schubert choke cherry, both part of the Prunus family. Beautiful trees, though. They look great. Let's go to Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Hello. Hi, Margaret. How can we help you? Hi. Good morning. I'm um, interested in knowing exactly how to put down and repair patchy dog spots. I do have the I do have the dog spot. Um, product, but exactly okay. how I use it. <clears throat> okay, you have a whole bunch of dead spots in your lawn right now. Well, th there's not. It, the lawn isn't entirely covered like your picture in the store. But, okay. Um, it, it's 
there's quite a few all right okay so what you do is just get, get your rake out give those each spot a really good raking and okay. does the dog typically go in one spot in the yard or all over well unfortunately he hasn't been trained to go in one spot <laughs> okay so each bag covers 250 square feet so maybe you just need to measure out how many square feet you got in your yard and then and then you just need uh, or you can treat if there's certain areas but one way of doing it and is just give those areas a really good raking um I get a bag of three in one mix and a bag of grass seed and just mix those together and and then you can just use that as a repair kit so you can just fill in those dead spots and keep them um, nice but after you rake you might want to sprinkle a little bit of the dog spot prevent in each hole in each spot and and how just much, rake it how in much the, how much of the dog spot do you put in each spot I, I, it depends how big it is like not much like sort of like a small handful and just, oh, just okay. and then just mix it in there and once it once you start watering it, it releases um the fertilizer and then it'll neutralize that soil it'll get rid of the urine and and then after that if you want to just cover the whole area i just mix it in with my fertilizer or you can do it separately put it in the spreader and just measure out 250 square feet and then use up that amount in each area and if you're using our lawn fertilizer it really helps with dogs as well because you're developing a strong root system and it makes a big difference on on the dog spots and the recovery of it so when you're using the dog spot and the green it up lawn fertilizer you're very you'll have very few spots if any so okay that, the uh, three in one mix <clears throat> pardon me is that um soil yes it's a bag of soil and and then i just put half of it in a in a, it depends how many spots you have put that into a five gallon pail mix in a, a good amount of grass seed so you so you can see the seed into the soil and and then just grab a little handful put it into those spots that after you raked it out and just pack it in there nicely and then just water those and then you'll be amazed at how fast it will come back okay all right. Thank you very much. All right. And then uh, with the dog spot prevent and the fertilizer, you should have no spots at all. Good. Hope so. Awesome. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, the spots are hard ones. So anyways, we got to take another break. I apologize. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to David. Good morning, David. Good morning, uh, Merle. I enjoy your show every Sunday. Thanks. Thanks for listening. How can we help you? Uh, last year, I bought two um, small plants of um, the um, sour cherries, the romance series, and yeah. as soon as I got, and then two Saskatoon bushes. And as soon as I got them home, I replanted them in three or four gallon pots. Um, babied them all summer and they doubled in size i didn't have a place to put them at my acreage so i hauled them out there after the leaves had fallen off i soaked them in put mulch on the top of the pots put them on the north side of a building and this spring there wasn't one leaf come out what did i do uh, wrong <laughs> um yeah terry you want to take this one sorry and you uh you say you moved them and you you left them in pots or you did plant them in the yeah. ground i left them in the pots okay and so the pots were left above ground over winter? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's probably what's what's happened is that 
Um, the ground insulates, when we plant things in the ground, that ground insulates that root ball. Um, yeah. So even though our air temperature in the winter can be minus 30, whatever, um, the ground temperature stays much warmer, like minus single digits. So when right. we have a pot that's above ground during the winter, that entire root ball uh, becomes subject to that minus 30 temperature. And most things just aren't, unless you're into like a zone two plant, um, you might have a chance of pulling it through. But um, <clears throat> that's what's happened is that they've just winter killed from being left above ground. So in future, if you have that again, um, best thing to do, you could still leave them in the pot. Just dig a hole, put the pot in the ground, and then in the spring when you're ready, lift the pot up and uh, should uh, should work just fine. But I believe that's what's happened in your case. Okay. Yeah, and, so, they desiccate over the winter too because if they're above ground, they don't get the moisture as well. And if we get right. some of those Chinook or warmer days, the pot, it, it, when, you, when it's in the ground, it just stays frozen. And when they're above ground, they can dry out, and then there's nothing there to hold any moisture in. And then the moisture that's inside the tree just desiccates, and then they just end up drying out and dying that way. Okay. So, All righty. Uh, so, yeah, get it in the ground next time. You, you, you urged <laughs> them, you babied them, you did everything right. Just uh, next year, just next time, just you got to get them in the ground. Okay. Even if you bury them with the pot, like in the ground, is that's even that's awesome. Yeah, I've I've uh, heard of um, that being done at greenhouses and stuff. So, yeah, no, and we we yeah. do that. Like this year, we we trenched out a whole bunch of stuff. We put them into into the ground, and uh, mm -hmm. or we cover them. Like we get some bark mulch, or or if you're ensuring that you're burying them with snow all the time, then it's not so bad as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I won't repeat that process. And no, get this time when you get them, have your spot ready, and uh, let's get yeah. you some and uh, get them into the ground. Okay, thank you. Perfect. Thanks, David. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, Calgary's a lot tougher. Like, even in Edmonton, you, you'll see like they can grow trees sometimes in pots easier because they get – it stays colder and and frozen. And what does them in is our Chinooks and our dry falls and things like that, the things that yeah. we love. Yeah. Um, the warm, the warm Chinooks and the plus five, but that's <laughs> hard on our plant material. So great for us, not so good on the plant. So, and we got, we got enough time to take one more. Let's go to Quinneth. Hi, good morning, good Quinneth. Morning. I have the uh, nefarious Japanese lily beetle, which has migrated to most of my other plants. And he's brought along his buddy, the red and black beetle. Yeah. And they have managed to populate um, just about everything in my garden. I've noticed them on my peonies, on my sweet williams, on uh, the hostas. And uh, I just don't know what to do, short of, you know, chopping um, down. There's a product Pardon? called Ambush. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty uh, much, yeah. That, it, this, it, but it's a product called Ambush that you can use to spray. Okay. Yeah. You meant they were ambushing oh, my garden. Yeah, that too. But we're going to ambush them back, so we're going to we're going to try and get them again. <laughs> okay. Okay. But there's a product called Ambush, and okay. it works really quite well against the lily beetle as well. Okay. And we have a, yeah. There's one other pure spray green is pretty decent on those as well, because that's okay. a good all-purpose when you got a whole bunch of things. Okay. So. And it will work uh, yeah, on the another disc. Yeah, the beetles are hard. Squish those red lily beetles as best you can, too. Yeah, I do that. Okay. Okay. Thanks, okay. Gwyneth. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kempa. And it is June the 4th, and we're having a beautiful day out there. I got to move my computer not so I can see outside. I'm just down in my office in my basement. I have no windows. I'm sort of like locked in this room. I don't know if it's January or June. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Anyways, I actually very rarely come down here in the summertime, so it's kind of funny. Sort of, I think, just on weekends <laughs> to do the show from now on. I think most of the time I have my iPad outside and uh, and do most of my emailing and stuff. Um, work from from the iPad wherever possible. Stay out of the stay out of the office. And <clears throat> where are we at? We have quite a few callers. We might as well go right to the phone lines. And we are answering your text and phone lines. At uh, 403-974-8255. Let's go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hey, uh, I've got some problems with some uh, spruce trees. Actually, a big problem. I've got uh, about 20 or 30 of them dead. And, okay. uh, I mean, they're they're covered with, uh, they're covered with, like, spiders and, uh, you know, webbing. Yeah. I'm just wondering if... Uh, is it the spiders that killed them? Because I'm, I'm trying to save the rest of them. And so um, is it the spiders that would have killed them or was it? Do you see any else? like spiders. do you see any caterpillars or anything in there? Because it could be spruce budworm. Okay. Um, like where no, would they? <laughs> okay. Is there any way you can get us any pictures? On something like that, I would probably recommend, like whereabouts are you located? Uh, just uh, east of Chestermere. Okay, um, it might be worthwhile calling an arborist out to have a look, because, okay. yeah, on, on something like that, because it could be spider. But a lot of times, when a tree dies off, the spiders move in. They typically don't kill a tree, per se, okay. unless it's spider mite. Or, but I know when trees die off, like the spiders move in because it makes great nesting grounds. Because yeah. they, they put their nests in there, they put their webs, and uh, there's no life in there, and the bugs fly through there, and they get a a feast on all that, and it uh, and they kind of take over the spot. Um, okay. Like, what did the tree start doing before it died? Like, did it? Uh, well, about this time last year, I feel like there was maybe two or three just showed up dead, and then and then. From throughout the fall and winter and and into the spring, it's it's expanded to like yeah, twenty or thirty. And I mean, it's uh, it's a it's, it's a shame. And I mean, they just they just kind of look sickly. They get they get combs on them, and then uh, uh, and how how old are they or how big are they too? Uh, they're probably fifteen feet high and fifteen years old, kind of thing. Oh wow! So it's something new. Yeah. Um, do they do they get watered? Uh, they don't get watered, no. Okay, that could be a bit of an issue. Um, yeah, it has been really dry for the last few years here. Um, yeah. So that, and if they're in a dry spot, that could be. But lot of spruce can still sustain pretty good. Like, were they part of a shelter belt? Yeah. So basically, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a tea you know a tea yeah um and and we've got maybe i'm just gonna say 
40 in total. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, and no, if, uh, I would definitely, yeah. you said, if you want to give Mark a shout or something, he can come out and have a look and uh, see if he can help you out. Or if you give us get some pictures. Of, uh, it up then, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so some of them might just get removed if they are diseased. We'll see what took those ones in. But it sounds like maybe a combination of this winter desiccation. But it's unusual that they did die off, though, like, unless they, like, yeah. need some pruning. Like, could be a couple things. So let's uh, maybe get Mark to have a look at those and see if we can get you helped out and get them yeah. into some shape. Okay. So, Alrighty. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Thank thanks. You. Yeah, okay, thanks, bye. Bob. Bye-bye. Yeah, those are tough ones, Terry, eight. Eh? Because when you yeah. got there could be a large so fisheries in the field, but there. typically they're, they're, they can survive pretty good. But just to see them die off, um, and they're only 15 years old, so um, yeah, just a little bit concerning about what is doing them in. So, yeah. All right. Tough when that happens. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Louise. Good morning, Louise. Hi, uh, yes, hi. I uh, live in northwest Calgary, and I have a problem with my lawn. I have a bunch of dead spots and no animals, so I'm not okay. sure what's going on. Somebody told me that it might be cinch bugs. So yeah, it is. is it kind of spots? Does it look like something's chewing up the grass if you go down into the grass at all? Yeah, I haven't dug it up yet or anything. Is that what I need to do, dig it up? Yeah, you need to go out there and just sort of see what's... Um, do you typically fertilize normally and, and water on a regular basis, or is it just sort of you let it just hang out there? <laughs> I, we do fertilize, but watering is body. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it has been really dry, so what I would recommend is give it a really good raking. Fertilize with our green up lawn fertilizer because you got to build the roots up. If you're using a box store fertilizer or a lot of the other fertilizers, there's no middle number. So you need a fertilizer with a high middle number and our Green It Up is formulated for our area. And it gets the roots down nice and deep into our heavy clay soil. And then okay. if you water at least once or twice a week just to get some water on, um, with the good fertilizer, you end up watering less because you get the roots down deeper into the soil where most of the other box store is all nitrogen. So it grows up high, but dries out really quick. It doesn't develop any roots. So we need right. to get those roots developed and and get you a nice healthy lawn. Okay. All right, so good raking, fertilize, and a little bit of water. Okay, and so and you And then don't if the, the spots are there, I don't, It's I, I think it's more, and no offense, but probably a little bit of neglect and lack of water it's okay. yeah okay. so Great. good raking fertilize and then if once you once you get it nice you'll be amazed at how quick it'll recover okay all righty Thank thanks bye-bye yeah lawn is probably the most forgiving plant out there and uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of nice right like it's uh, one of those ones if you do forget it for a while if you decide if you're away and you come back and you want it to get it green again, give it a little bit of food, give it a little bit of water, and uh, and away you go. Um, and actually, yeah, there was another good point here. Someone texted in for ants, and I do forget this one, just boiling hot water. If you want to boil a few kettles, a couple big pots of hot water. But if you pour that into your grass or into the lawn, it will kill your grass as well. 
but mm-hmm. it will come back. So you maybe want to use if you if you do have them in some raised beds or into your into your planter, like our previous caller, you can just pour the the hot water, boiling water, and it'll sterilize it at the same time, and the ants will get out of there as well. And you get boiled ant soup. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. Let's go to Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hello, good morning. Hey, how can we help you? Uh, I have, so I live in Cochrane, and my soil okay. in the backyard is very clay rich. Yeah. Um, we're in the process of building a garage, and I'm wondering, we want to make a, like a little raised bed that goes along the fence line and along the end of the garage. So what soil would be best to kind of break up the clay, and should I dig out some of the clay dirt? Yeah, if, if it's clay dirt, I'd leave some of it in. But actually, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a big yellow bag. And uh, oh. our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply will deliver a big yellow bag out to your place. Holy crap. And Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. You. Yeah. And uh, and you can get a good mix. You can tell them what you're doing. You probably want just a good garden mix. And then you can mix that in with your existing soil. And it'll start you off on the right track. We'll get you some nice soil to start out with. And and they have great product. And our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply will deliver that right to your house in the big yellow bag. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so you, this, they have a couple of mix. Pardon me? Well. Should I mix sea soil into that as well? Yeah, you, you can. But if you get the garden mix, see what, see, see what you end up with after this. This is a one-yard bag, so one cubic yard. So okay. you might need to. It depends how big of a bed you're making. You might need to add a bit more. Um, Should we get? Yeah. But it, most of the garden mix is a really good one. But in the next year, you might want to mix in some sea soil to amend it. But typically, if you get in the the big bit yellow bag, it it has a great nourishment already to go in the soil that you get. It's it's okay. a good ready to go mix. So um, it's great stuff. And so that would be like a springtime amend it with sea soil. Absolutely. Yeah, or fall. Sometimes I like doing it in the fall because then I mix it in there and it works like a mulch and I don't really work it in. I'll, I'll lay it on the soil in the fall and then a lot of the nourishment washes in over the winter and then in the spring, you just it's already there. You can just go out and turn it over and you're ready to go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So well, it depends you. if you like to do stuff in the fall or if you've had enough gardening, you just want to go inside. <laughs> right. And then if you like to get out early in the spring and do it. So it depends on kind of what you like to do. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. All right. So we'll put you on hold then. And okay. Renee will get your name and number. And uh, we'll get you a big yellow bag brought out to your place. Thank you. With our From our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. All right. And we're also going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Um, we did have one text earlier asking about scale on the ketoniasters. And, and I'll get, try to get an update from Mark. I haven't heard um, any update on when they're going to start spraying because typically it's very similar when you're a fly fisherman. You have the hatch, and we're waiting for the fly to start to hatch. And I will just check with Mark. I'll text him right now, see if he can uh, if he can answer um, any update on spraying of the of the scale fly, and then we can know on that for 
um, when we can start spraying the pure spray green to get rid of it. But if your plants have been affected and you have any deadwood, so it's also a good time to, if they're if they're over 50% effect or lots of deadwood, I recommend just rejuvenate, take the plant right down to the ground, four to six inches off the ground, um, a little bit lower. I like four, three to four, and and just let it rejuvenate from there, and you'll be everybody who does it is very happy, and it's amazing how fast they do come back, they recover really quite quickly, and I would uh, I would do that and uh, and look after your your rejuvenation it also stops the spread of it and helps clean up <clears throat> because you go into some of the older neighborhoods like along elbow drive and some of the areas you'll see whole hedges just gone and they're just trying they're trying to come back to life but they can't there's too much deadwood they can't just rejuvenate themselves we need to help them on some of those so do you get much of that in high river terry have you noticed oh yeah yeah we have it there everywhere yeah but just the only really way once it gets that bad is just rejuvenate. You got to clean up the wood. We got to tidy them up and and do that. So, but let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Mary Lynn. Good morning, Mary Lynn. Good morning. Hi. Um, I I have a couple questions. I live on a farm east of Tabor. I wish I lived closer to Calgary to your place. Yeah. Um, the first question is po the poplar trees that I have. They're 50 to 60 years old. They're so messy. All I do is pick up bro broken branches and stuff like that. And they're taking too much away from my elm trees. Yeah. So what's the best way to um, stop them from shooting out at the base when you cut them down? Um, you, we got to kill the stump. So yep. we we have a stump killer. You you drill some holes. You put the stuff in it, and it okay. disintegrates the stump and kills the tree. Oh, okay. That is your best. Yeah, or spraying Roundup on if they if they are suckering up, just spray Roundup on them. On the new on the stuff shooting out the new. Yeah, growth. yeah. But okay. the best way is to kill the stump, and uh, and then that will definitely help for sure. Okay, and regarding you're removing a bunch of the trees. Oh. Yeah, well, we've got some poplars that um, I think they came and volunteer some of them from the one tree, and yeah. we just let them grow for protection from the dust because we live in a very busy gravel road. And now that the we planted sixteen evergreen, but they are like thirty feet, forty feet tall now, so we don't need them as much anymore. Yeah. So. Um, and then I also planted a elm tree. It's called a Brandon elm. And yep. it is doing really, really good. And it says I'm supposed to trim that in the summer. Um, yeah, only if it needs it. Like, and like if it needs a bit of tr like training or something like that. But really, yeah. just removing dead damage or crisscrossing branches. Oh, it's um, the main thing. The, okay. Yeah, the Brandon elm they grow a nice vase shape. They don't need a lot of pruning, yeah. and you can yeah, only okay. prune them in the summer because it is illegal to prune them um, in the in the no you can only prune them in the in the fall and winter um from oh. october to april sorry oh you mean major trim then yeah or any kind of trimming because we were trying to keep the dutch elm disease out of alberta yeah yeah so yeah. yeah so really like the smaller ones don't need a lot of pruning and we only prune elms from october to april in the winter okay okay Oh, okay. I, yeah, sometimes I, when I, you read the tags, it, it'll be from mm -hmm. 
they don't have the same issue and they're not printed in Alberta probably they're probably from the nursery in BC or whatever and they'll say that okay could be wrong. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, that's all righty. No. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I did get an update from Mark here on the crawlers on the scale. They are out now. They just started spraying. Um, so if you do have the Ketoniasters and any of the scale willows, things like that, um, now is a great time to um spray them and uh, hopefully we can help contain them so if you have the if you have the scale on your trees right now is when we want to start to spray so for the next couple weeks all right and where are we at for time did i do i need to take a break renee or am i good till the end yeah okay all right let's go to irene good morning irene hi uh thank you hi there how can we call. help you um, I have a Princess K plum, and it's uh, I think it's probably about five years old, and I'm going to say it's 15 feet high, maybe even a little bit higher. And um, uh, last year, I think I bought it at your place a few years ago, and it's you know it's done really really well. So this spring, it had you know quite a few flowers, not a whole bunch. And now I'm noticing that, you know, there's a number of leaves, but some of the newer leaves are yellow and, you know, the little ones. And uh, I sent you a text just, uh, you know, at, at uh, 10, about 10.15 and uh, just showing you some of the little leaves, like all of the other leaves, the ones that are mature are green. And I'm just curious about whether or not that's something I should be concerned about or... If you have any okay. thoughts on that. What's your last uh, four digits on your phone number uh, that you texted six, from? 6890, I think. Okay. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I just okay. got quite a few texts. I'll look through the picture. Okay. Terry, any thoughts on why the new growth would be yellow? Yeah, uh, I would just say um, if the flowers are less and starting to yellow, um, where is this tree? Is it in, in the middle of a lawn? It's no, it's on the east side of the house, and okay. it's in the corner. There's a fence on the west side, and the house is on the east side. So, okay, um, I, I did lost. find the picture, Irene. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Um, no worries. Uh, those are just little, the first leaves that came out. It's grown through them, and it's sent out nice big leaves now. Just continue to give it a good deep watering on okay. those but it looks those are fine those are just the first little secondary leaf like they they're that it'll be fine those can come in and protect it when it first opens up and then the new growth you can see where it sent out all the new growth past those yellow leaves okay. so those are just okay. the Good. inside leaves that will just those will just naturally fall off so okay okay because i've given I it be too yeah. concerned I've given it Rage Plus a few times too, so perfect. Uh, yeah, and I just ensure you I... give it a good deep watering, sort of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just happened to find your the picture here. Okay. And those are nice big leaves. Like those. Yeah. Those look super healthy. Um, okay. Yeah. No. No good. concern. And good to know. And uh, yeah, you're good to go. All right. Great. Thank you so All right. much. Thanks, Irene. Thanks. Uh, okay. Bye. 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 All right. I got to take a quick break and uh, yeah, for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am joined with Terry Kemper, and he's the tree lot manager down there at Spruce It Up. Lots of texts, lots of calls, but we do have a few spots open. A couple, if you want to join us, 403-974-8255. And we are trying to get to all the texts as well, as much as we can. And, <clears throat> and, and we're doing a good job of that. I see Terry's been... Uh, Backing me up on that like crazy on the old texter. Right, too. And yeah, <laughs> a lot of them appreciate great. it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Barry. Good morning, Barry. Hey, Merle. Hey, how can we help you? Hey, listen, I called in about a month and a half ago about a couple of Miss Kim lilacs. They're the uh, top area kind, you know, with the their yep. grafted at the, about three feet up. Um, and I trimmed it, you know, back a little bit, but I was a little bit tentative, I think, and it still looks a little ratty. I sent you a picture of the two trees. They're, they're, uh, I texted <laughs> you one last night. It said something like, see okay. the trees? Okay. If it comes in last night, it's quite a bit before the morning show, so I'll, I can scroll back and see from last night. Because Kevin, um, who does the morning show, he gets a whack attack, so I got to oh, <laughs> go I through. Okay. Yeah. Right. Last night... Uh, do you know what time about? Oh, about uh, seven. Yeah, seven. Okay, I'll take a quick look here and see if right. I can find Oops. it. Uh, actually, I don't see. There's no text. So if you maybe want to resend it, we could have a quick look. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. This is the quick questions. Is I, I took off probably a good foot of the of the ball because the the balls were yeah. uh, about. Uh, five feet in diameter but i'm trying to get it back down to almost the way it was when i bought it and i know that you can you can rejuvenate lilac bushes by cutting them right down to the ground right yeah but, but with the miss kim if you did the same thing if i cut it right down to about yeah say, you, you couldn't do that the, yeah well, you'll because it's grafted onto a different rootstock so you'll, yeah, you'll no, end up with a velocia lilac if you did that yeah, no, I, would, I don't mean cutting it back to the ground, but if I cut it back to about 8 or 10 inches from where the graft is, mm -hmm. you know, where the ball starts? Yeah. Will that kill it? Terry, is that, that, I, I think it'd be okay, but what, what do you think, Terry? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I would try it, and, try it and see. But all the right yeah. recommend there. Yeah, if you get lots of deadwood and it needs it, 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 that that would work fine. Just just do it nice and even all the way around because they do that all the time at the nursery. Like if, if something gets away on them, they'll just uh, they'll they'll tidy them up that way. Just like you said, as long as you're doing it above the graft and stuff like that, you'll be totally fine. Yeah, because the the graft is at about the three foot level, right? Yeah, and then it, then it balls out from there. And I was thinking, well, okay, about, uh, say, a foot, say, even 12 inches from the graft, if I started to cut it back then, I would end up with a very tiny little ball compared to what I've yeah. got right now and then let it grow from there. But my question Absolutely. is, that, that, well, those branches are probably going to be pretty dead, like, without leaves. Will they sprout leaves? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they if will. you did that right mm -hmm. now, they would still sprout out a ton of leaves. Okay. So, so I, what I would do first, though, if you get if you had branches on there that there's no leaves at all right now, I would just cut those out first, because yeah. then you're removing the deadwood and then then round it off. Okay, I'll give it a try. Yeah, I'll, if I get a picture, I'll, I'll 
if you send that to us, I'll have a quicker, uh, a closer look, and then send you some advice. Okay, will do. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Barry. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Where are we at for time? We're good. Let's go to Rebecca. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Hi there. How can we help you? I'm calling about a hawthorn tree. Okay. Um, this is its third year. It blossomed last year, pink flowers. Uh, but in the fall, the leaves just turned brown. They didn't really drop. Yeah. And there's no new leaves this year except um, on the trunk about three, four feet off the ground, there's huge okay. growth. Terry, do you want to take this? So the, the, the upper um, the upper branches, there's no buds or nothing. You're seeing anything there that's green? No, just uh, coming off of the trunk of it. Hmm. Doesn't, doesn't sound good for that tree. And you said you planted it last year? Or um, we planted it um, the summer before last. Okay. It was um, when you look when you look at the branches, um, yes. is there anything going on? Like, can you see any scale on it? I've seen um, oyster scale move into hawthorns, and mm -hmm. what you're describing is kind of typical of what I've seen. So they sort of pierce and suck, and they suck the juices out of that uh, upper portion. Okay. And then, so that tree might not be completely dead. So what? energy it does have it's pushing that new growth out the bottom so i would take a really close look at the branches and just see if uh, you can find any scale scale is tricky because you, you look at it and go there's nothing on that but really sort of even if you have to get a magnifying glass and just sort of see they're just a sort of a little barnacle little gray barnacle that you can put a chip off with your finger okay so have a take have a look at that and see if that might be what's going on it'd be the only thing i could really explain that is maybe um, leading to the demise of your your hawthorn. Oh, so it, there's nothing to, you can do to fix it? Well, it's it's t that we have to just see exactly what's going on. If you've got some pictures uh, of the tree, take up some close-ups. Uh, come down to the garden center and see us. Um, once we've got a picture in front of us, we got a much better uh, idea of what's going on. Right, because uh, yeah, the rest of the branches look fine, just the tips are kind of dry. Yeah, and nothing changed with your watering. Your fertilizing was all consistent over the years. Okay. Okay. All right then. Um, I'll come. I'll take some pictures and uh, come by the uh, garden center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come and see us, and we'll have a look. Okay. Thank you all so right. much. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, bye bye. All right. And. Where are we at for time? Actually, we probably need to take a break. If you want to join us, there is a few spots open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper, trying to solve all your gardening woes and celebrations. If you have anything good you want to share with us, yeah, always happy to take a look at some of that kind of stuff, too. And... Let's, um, yeah, I look forward. We should do a, uh, like a little flower. Send us your what's blooming now. It's always good to see the different flowers and, uh, what's in people's gardens, what's looking good. And, uh, again, I, we, I, um, the guys at, uh, Kildare's pub in Silverado, 
they uh jay always does a crazy good job of uh of all the flowers and we we supply him with all the hanging baskets and the plants and different stuff for his thing but he built a herb wall that's on the outdoor patio and then we do a bunch of baskets for them and then this year he did these flower towers and uh out at the entrance where stuck a wire and and then we supplied him with all the plants and everything it looks phenomenal looks so good i i borrowed his idea and we built them um when you first come in the garden center parking lot right beside our great big pot and we did a couple of these flower towers but i think it's something that might catch on and it's fairly easy to do it's kind of neat we fill the get a, a you create a tube with your stucco wire put some landscape fabric fill it with soil and then you cut holes into the fabric and you poke your plants through there and you got this tower. So we got like a three foot tower of petunias and then I stuck a great big geranium on the top of it. And man, I can't wait till it fills in. And uh, so thanks Jay for that uh, great idea and uh, glad we could work with you on your place. And he uh, he makes our baskets look phenomenal. He looks, he looks after him so good. So it's, it's always good. I get a couple other guys that... Uh, they'll send me pictures of their dead baskets and then I just send them a picture of Jay's. I said, we probably didn't water them because this is how they should look if you look after them. And uh, unfortunately, when you're in the pub business or things like that, if you leave your plants to other people, it doesn't always uh, work out as well, Terry, as we know, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had that issue once well at the store as well. Yeah, um, thought was watered and it didn't get watered, but we always we sneak around the corners, deep the corner. That's always where it gets missed for whatever reason. It's always the back row or whatever, right? It's, it's yeah. Uh, so when Terry sees me wander around the back row, he always knows what I'm doing. I'm searching out the dry trees. Hey Terry, <laughs> what's going on over here? Uh, anyway, it's kind of funny. Let's we go. Try not to let to... that happen, but it does now. No, it does. No, and that's uh, that's my job to just search around and. And try and find some dry plants unfortunately so but uh no very 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 fewer times now it's been it's been so good and uh and but lots of check you get this heat like this and it dries out so quickly like today's gonna be 28 so i was up about five this morning i hit the irrigation i can control it from my phone which is nice i i hit the irrigation for another hour just to give it that nice little bit of water before the day starts, it just eases it because it's a it's a long day when you're at 28 degrees. So when people do take their plants home and they don't plant them, you you gotta water them kind of every day. Like we water them for with the sprinklers, like six hours a day on these hot days. So they need that uh, they need that water to in those pots. Otherwise, they dry out pretty quickly. Yes, and, they do. Uh, yeah. So. That's why we can keep them so nice there. But let's go to Mariah and uh, and see how we can help her. Good morning, Mariah. Good morning. I am putting Rage Plus on happily the hydrangea and the two cone flowers I thought were dead. But my question is, uh, what is the best medium and method for raising carrots? And the second question is, if my plum tree is dead, is there any risk of keeping it around? Do I have to remove it? Is it best to cut off the branches that are growing out near the bottom of the tree? It depends on where it's – if it's leafing out at the bottom, there's a chance it's above the the graft and it might 
come out as a plum bush, possibly. So you could you could cut off the dead trunk and let it come up, and it'll and it'll come up as a shrub or a multi-stem tree. I had an old Schubert that died back, and I cut it back and just let it come up, and it ended up being a clump Schubert, which is it's still quite nice. But you're you're good that way, if that makes sense. I saw it off below where the branches are growing. Yeah, yeah. So just just cut it. Yeah, just cut it down to the ground, kind of as deep as you can go, and uh, and see how that. And then let it come up from the bottom. It'll come up from the root. And if it's above the graft, um, you'll still get some some plums and stuff. But if not whatever rootstock they use, you'll end up with a shrub of whatever that is. Okay. All right. I yeah, or am. I've seen some creative things done, but most time a dead tree in the yard just doesn't look good. So I, I, I myself would remove it because, and yeah. it's also, if you, if you like having fires, that's nice wood for smoking. Any of the fruit woods are kind of, cause they're a nice hardwood. If you want to let it dry out and, and if you want to use it for a barbecue or something like that, some nice steaks over some plum wood, ah, could always okay. be good. All right. Okay. And what about carrots? What is the best way to raise carrots or the best kind of soil for them? Um, just a good garden mix. They don't really like the soilless mix as much, like the the, the really light stuff. They, they like a good garden soil. So I would do like a three-in-one mix if you have the bags. Or if you're doing a larger area, we sell it in bulk. We can get the screened loam or the garden mix. And it's just a mix of our our native loam mixed with a little bit of peat moss and some compost, things like that. It doesn't it does better with a like a good a little bit heavier soil rather than the real light stuff. Okay. Thank you very All much. All right. All right. All right. And you can get that from us or Big Yellow Bag. They have some good garden mix where it has the real soil in it. But I, w I would I'd try to make sure you get, like, good good natural soil. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to – actually, we got to take a break. We're going to go to a break, Terry, instead, and then we'll get right back to the phone lines. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Garden. Um, we were chatting with the gentleman regarding his lilacs about turning them down. And, uh, and then I responded, and he goes, Sunday, New York Times, Wordle in six. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if that was just my my response. Cause, and then we do text. I, so I, just, I, I, I don't get into big conversations on text. So I just go, wow. Because they're big, their lilacs are phenomenal. I can see why he wants to trim them down, like they're they're blocking all the view out. And uh, I go, yes, you can trim them down. <laughs> I like this response. Wordle, wordle, word in six. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So gorgeous uh, lilacs there. Trim them down, and uh, and keep them tight. But yeah, the trunk on those those are those are beauties. Too bad they weren't a little further away from the house. Because it's going to be it's going to be hard to contain them. They're going to continue to get that big really quickly. So just so you know as well, like if you if you take them down, it's going to take no time before they're right back. Because they 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 have that trunk, they have the infrastructure to be a larger shrub now. So it's really hard to contain them that way. 
But let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Eleanor. Good morning, Eleanor. Good morning. Hi, how can we help you? I have a Virginia creeper that infested, I think they're called those jumpers, leaf jumpers. Yeah, the leaf hoppers. Yeah, leaf hoppers. That's it. Yeah. How do I get rid of those things other than cutting down the vine? Pure spray green, and you want to start that right away. What so, is it? Pure... pure spray green. And you want to spray it sort of every five days for the next three or four weeks. Okay. All right. You mix it with water, spray it on, and you got to get in behind there a bit. And uh, But try and get on it sooner rather than later so the damage to the leaves isn't... Uh, I have so a bad, bad line here. I'm sorry. Um, I just have to ask you to repeat the product. Yeah, so in. just, yeah, pure spray green. Okay. And that's available at only your establishment? Um, I'm not sure who else has it, but I know we have lots of it. Yeah, we, we carry okay. pure spray green. All right? Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Eleanor. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Helen. Good morning, Helen. Good morning, Meryl. Enjoy your show. Thanks. How uh, can we two help you? years ago, I planted some asparagus roots, and this year we had the asparagus spears, uh, spears and we broke them off and enjoyed them. But what is, what was left of the remaining stems keep growing, and uh, they're spreading thin branches, and they're about four feet tall. So what do I do with them? Do I cut them down to about two to six inches from the ground or just leave them grow? Ter Terry is our resident asparagus grower, so I'm going to let Terry take this. <laughs> yeah, I started my own asparagus farm this year, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, I brought a bunch of roots back from uh, our trip to Vancouver, so that's why I say that. Um, and they're doing great. So what you want to do is uh, that's the ability uh, for that plant to regenerate itself. So after you've done that harvest, you want that that growth to be just left there. Don't trim it back at this point. Okay. Uh, it's actually quite pretty. Um, some they people are. just grow asparagus for the, the ferny foolage yeah, um, that it provides. So yeah, just leave that and mm -hmm. just let that mature uh, on the plant. And uh, you could clean it up late fall if you wanted to. Okay. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't touch it now. Okay, because they are beautiful. They are, yeah, it's yeah, quite pretty. And enjoyable. <laughs> okay, thank you so much and have a good All right. day. Okay. All right, perfect. Bye -bye. Thanks, Terry. All right, let's go to Linda. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you? Great. How can we help you? Well, I hope you can help. Um, we seem to uh, have a pretty severe case of wild daisies in our backyard. Okay. And they Is seem it to the be chamomile? Is that the white one? Uh, yeah. 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 It's very invasive. They came from the, somebody's alley. And yeah. uh, we're blessed with them now. And they're creeping into the front yard. Um, and my husband was out doing some yard work yesterday, and he dug up all that he could see. But how do you get, how do you uh, dispose yeah. of them? Yeah, I would just put them in a, in a plastic bag, put them into the garbage. Okay. And what about preventing, you know, the growth of more of these just, things? When you see them popping up, either just have a bottle of Roundup mixed up, ready to go. Okay. And you can just give them a spot spray like that. Okay. And you want to get them before they go into bloom because that's when they can spread because that then the seed goes off like crazy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, digging so, them out or 
but I know they're super invasive, so just a little spot of Roundup wherever you can or, or digging them out like you guys have done. Okay, but there's no guarantee that they will not grow back. No, no, because it depends if they're still in your neighbors. The seeds will keep spreading. They're very invasive. So unfortunately, some of these plants were brought over from Europe, like whatever, 100 years ago, because they grew so well. They, oh, this is great. I love this daisy. Bring it. Hmm. Grows like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still does. bad news, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Roundup, that's that's about the best thing we yeah, can do. Yeah, and and this when they're small, just cultivating them out, digging up. Yeah, that that's great. Just sort of do it on your weekly cycle around your garden and uh, keep an eye on them. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Great. Thanks for the Thank info. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we're gonna go. We got time for maybe one quick one. We'll go to Shane. Good morning, Shane. Hi. Hi. How can we help you? Oh, um, I need some advice on which type of a tree, um, evergreen columnar, I can plant to create privacy in Calgary. Um, yeah. I've already planted twice, and both times. Um, only two trees survived, but even they have winter burn this year already. Yeah, and the, the key to them I, is watering them in really good in the fall, and uh -huh. and and just bark mulch around the trunk, like around on the root base. They love that to keep them frozen, and just okay. watering them really good in the fall. And that's once it, once you get through that, they're usually good. But we got to go. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.